The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating her 36th birthday today. Happy birthday to Christine Sinclair. No, nice. Well, that's, Canada sucks, so they can eat it. That's uh, that's relevant today. Yeah, nah, relevant boo. Today. This is the one time I'll say boo Canada. Uh, first four through the door. Andrew Christensen <laughs> making his appearance as the number one in Ooh. Phil Vaney, Ruben Rios, and Tanner Solis. What's up, guys? What's the uh? Why why do we hate Canada today? It's the World Cup, man. Screw them. Oh, so we hate. They're every actually country. good in the women's World Cup. We hate every other country. Yeah, come on, man. Do we hate Thailand? No. I, th- I think we showed. We just feel bad for that. I think we showed the, the we might hate Thailand. Powers is here, too. Yeah. <laughs> Today is Wednesday, <laughs> June 2nd, 2019, or t- June 12th, rather, 2019. Typo. If you put it on the teleprompter, I will read it. Yeah. 169 days till Thanksgiving, episode 769. 769. Nice. Miguel Ojeda's OPS in his Lester Texas Rangers career. Those five unforgettable games in 2006. Sure. On today's show, guys, uh, we're going to have this week in recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. And then back half of the show, we will have our 2A preview. We're going to talk. We're going to bring Ishmael Johnson in. He wrote the 2A preview. Talking about the 2A preview in the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, so uh, we will do that. Plus, unveil the top. Top tens in each of the class, each of the divisions in Class Two A. Uh, so, programming newt. Um, today is the last. Sh- or, oh, I don't know. Are you guys doing a show without me? Oh. So, okay. Well, th- that's not helpful for the loyal viewers. That's, oh. Uh, um, Why is the audio in one channel again? You're, pro- you're, annoys you're probably not doing a show uh, again. We might. Oh my god. I don't even know where you're going. My me? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to St. Louis. Uh. Um. Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Is this, so this is, you're leaving tomorrow. Leaving tomorrow. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can, can I derail the show? Sure. You going to fly with that baby? Fly with that baby. Uh, this is Hank's first no. plane trip. This is Hank's first plane trip. Can we, can we talk about this? Sure. Number one, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. You're your person flying with baby. So number one, Wow. But, and and I'm going to be the bad guy. Can I step up and be the bad guy? I mean, why would you do anything different? Why would I stop now? The I'm Razor s- Ramon. I'm gonna you are up. the Razor I Ramon. I do not have a child. <laughs> and I do not have a child, and I probably will never have a child, right? Well, not with that attitude. Well, sure. <laughs> uh, I think my, wa- why my wife was like, I like you. Not that much. Yeah. We, don't need, we don't need to keep this going. No. We don't need to keep this going. If I were to have a child, I think I would mandate we're just never getting on a plane for the first five years. I get it. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, so here, but here. Clearly not enough because you're not, what are you, are you even at five months, six months? He's six months old. Six months. He's Oof. six, he's, he's, Oof. he's like, he's like Oof. six months plus a week. Um, so here's the deal. Okay. 
uh, my wife and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Still so dumb. Uh, <laughs> 600, 769 episodes later, still so dumb. Um, we, uh, my, uh, her family is almost entirely in St. Louis. Uh, yep, um, this is true. This is true. This as, is true. As, as, yeah. as frequent viewers know, and there's a lot of a lot of family up there that have not met Hank. Most notably, the great grandparents. Yeah, if they wanted to, they and come down. I, I love. I mean this. I hope they live for a hundred years. But let's also recognize that time is fleeting. Time is fleeting. Yep. Time is time yep. is a flat circle. Yep. And so uh, we're going to. So we had two options, right? And, you and this is the first great grandchild. This is the first great. Uh, second. Second. He was, he was beaten by mm. like two months. Oh well, then rigid. It's, then this is not important. Always at all. second though. This uh, is not important at all. So then. point is, <laughs> he needs to make a, a St. Louis appearance. And so we have two options. We can either drive, which is 10 hours in a car with a baby. That's not, but it's just the two of you. Or you've you can, chosen this life. Or you can fly, which you is an hour. You can subject hundreds of people to ha, this Hour issue. 15. Yeah. I want to be clear. I think we have done everything we could possibly do to make this as, um, as unintrusive as possible. How? Okay. We're flying American. Okay. Yeah. Which so we picked our seats. Right. It's a two on one side, three on the other. Yeah. We are in a two. Okay. We are in the very front row. We're in the bulkhead. Yep. Okay. We're in the front row. Right. Um, as far up as we can. Yep. So we are bothering as few people as possible. Sure. But we are but, also flying. And I can respect this. You're gonna bar- bother the first class people, which I'm fine with. That's okay. Yeah. They, they deserve. I it. actually think this they is good. Eat the yeah. rich. Yeah. And then, but the other thing is, we are flying on a Thursday at 1:45 p.m. Okay, we have attempted yeah. to get I see what you're doing. away from as many people as yeah. possible, both yeah. on the plane and yeah. around the around yeah. us. Respect, respect. That's as much as we can do. And I think, knock on wood, he's a pretty chill baby. Right. This is a wild card. Planes are a wild card. Planes are a wild card. Yep. We've yeah. we've talked to a number of people. I will say, people have told me that you want to fly with them now as opposed to flying. Now you have kids. Um, you want to fly with them now as opposed to like when they're a year from now because a year from now they're mobile and they are fussy. This guy, Hank's not mobile right. at this point. I think the worst possible time to fly with them is when they're not yet big enough to sit in their own seat, but mm-hmm. as big as they're going to get. Yeah. See, the, where you have to hold. Them. That's the thing is that he's he's uh, he's he he's, clocked in clocked in at seventeen pounds. He's cultivating mass, but he's not there mass. yet. Uh, but yeah, so he is a he's going to be a lap yeah. baby tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, say a prayer if yeah. you wouldn't mind. Prayers up. I, I do yeah. put family with baby in my flying faux pas. I guess you. Would. Oh, buddy. Well, I, I'm sorry. I would say I would put. It's got to be done. Man or woman with baby lower on the scale of person with a tuna fish sandwich sitting next to me or <laughs> whoa you know what i mean or yeah. so wait, you're saying that's worse yeah. baby is worse than a tuna no, fish I'm sandwich saying the tuna fish okay, sandwich is worse, is worse. Yes. Just because below. you can't block that sense yeah. correct yeah. i can put headphones on to get and, away from and a crying it baby is my it is my hope we've got a lot of tips and tricks most notably feed him feed him on the way up feed him on the way down and just make sure he's 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 you know what about guy or lady who takes their shoes off? Oh. I don't want to derail this with no. all the people that are bad on a flight. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, all I'm saying, yeah. prayers up, please, yeah. tomorrow for Hank's first plane ride. We will see what happens. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. We're back on track. I'm Greg Tupper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruton.
It's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Lot to get to. Not as fast and furious a week as last week, but that's that's a that's a super. That's an, I don't know, man. It's been crazy. It's still a huge one, and we had another like elite elite prospect commit that we're going to talk about in a moment. Um, but first, let's talk about <clears throat> our prospect on the rise. We're going to Northwest ISD to talk about Justin Northwest 2020 offensive tackle Michael Nichols. Uh, you like the frame, 6'5", right. 250, feels like he's probably got a little a frame to hang a little bit more weight on. Uh, picked up another offer this week uh, from TCU. That's, uh, I believe, uh, yeah, uh, Baylor had also offered, so that's his second um, Power 5 offer. This is a guy who uh, starting to get a little bit of momentum. People are starting to notice this guy. Up to a half dozen now, and as you're listening to us talk about him, you're watching his spring highlights um, from Northwest, and I think that's relevant because – this is the guy that everybody got to see, and they started pulling the trigger on. Very athletic, mm-hmm. moves uh, extremely well uh, on the second level, great feet, and and mobile. And if offensive tackle doesn't work out, out I think he would be a tremendous center prospect as well. Uh, just a little light in the britches right now once he adds the necessary weight. I think that he has a very high upside and, and fits what a school like TCU or Baylor. And SMU has offered him as well. So fits what those schools like to do on offense. Um can move as they mm-hmm. and, and also get back to the line of scrimmage very quickly. Mm. They need guys in shape to run these up tempo, yeah, you know, uh, fast paced offenses. And he's definitely that guy. But you figure even 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 at, I mean, it's crazy to think of a guy at two hundred fifty pounds is small. But you feel like at six five two fifty, he's going to stick at tackle. Uh, I think it could be tackle or center. Okay, I mean, I I think tackle would probably be the the first choice, but center could also certainly be. Um, a spot that you could look at him at and maybe a comparison if you're a Baylor fan uh, could be a guy like Xavier Newman who was at DeSoto Um, he's not quite as thick as Xavier was Mm -hmm. but very similar style of prospect you know Xavier of course played some offensive tackle as well in high school but could probably move inside Uh, Justin Northwest 2020 offensive tackle Michael Nichols our prospect on the rise to get to our commit of the week this is the aforementioned like major major commit um the running back core there at Oklahoma continues to get pretty good uh, <laughs> as they pick up uh, a commitment from Ski Poteet running back Seth McGowan. Uh, he had offers from uh, everyone. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everyone. Uh, he chooses Oklahoma over over Texas, over Georgia, over A&M, over USC. He had a lot of offers. This is a, this is a blue chip running back who now joins Jace McClellan, who I believe is still committed to Oklahoma. Interesting. Uh, this is a, I mean, this is a, a really, really big get here for, for the Sooners. Definitely, and kind of grew up a Sooner fan too. So I think this was one of those things that really came down to a battle. As you mentioned, they've had Jace McClellan on that commitment list. So I think that he really had to decide um, whether he wanted to go in and, and compete with a guy like Jace or Jace wants to go in and compete like with a guy like Seth. I mean, that's still, there's still months to National Signing Day. We'll see how mm-hmm. it all plays out. Um, but I think that they could complement each other pretty well. And elite teams don't just use one running back anymore. Mm-hmm. The days of that are in our rearview mirror. There isn't going to be – there can be a featured back mm-hmm. uh, for these teams, but they're going to employ a two- or three-running back system at Oklahoma to keep their guys fresh, regardless of how good the number one guy is. But McGowan is one of those – guys who is a bruiser 
but also has electric footwork in the open field, can make people miss. And I really like his ability to um, make defenders miss in a tight window, in the box. It's really hard uh, to get a firm grasp on him, and he's a game-changing type of talent. He is um, – he's plain and simple. One of the, I think that the guys like Zach Evans and Jace McClellan, um, I think they, they eat up a lot of the oxygen in the room when you talk about running backs. But Seth McGowan, like, if if this was another class, like we'd be talking about him as one of, as the best as one of, as like the best running back in the, in the state. Well, what I like about him is he has the it factor from a student athlete perspective. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's not just a one trick pony. He's not just a football player. He's serious about his academics, and he's a teammate that you can depend on, depend upon. And I think that's why uh, the staff there at Mesquite Potete. I don't remember who the new coach is off the top. Cody of Cody Groves. Nope. Cody Groves. Oh my no, gosh! It's, it's, it's Rodney. Rodney McLean. Yep. Rodney McLean. Okay, Thank so you. God. Coach McLean is going to uh, love having him. Hey, you need to be careful with that because Rodney looks like a member of SEAL Team. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> I did. True. I did see that photo. Yeah. Uh, but Coach McLean at Poteet is going to love being able to get into that program and have a guy like Seth McGowan, who is a senior leader on that team, as the transition is made uh, with the new staff there. Of course, uh-huh. he was already on staff, but still, to have a Seth yeah. McGowan on your team, yeah. I'll take it. Absolutely. <laughs> Seth McGowan uh, commits to Oklahoma. He's number eight in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football 2020 prospect rankings at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. Our underclassman of the week, let's go to the class of 2021 down in the San Antonio area. Yep. Sybil of Steel athlete Caleb Higgins um, added three big-time offers, three Power Five offers this week. Uh, Boston College. Uh, and then, oh yeah, Baylor and T- uh, T- Baylor and Texas A&M. Two pretty big, uh, two, so three big-time offers. Um this is a guy who Sybil's like athletes. Another place that that is, a, I think. I know you don't love. You like to to make sure you commit to a guy, but at the same right. time, he's so talented at so many different positions. Well, and Steele loves to use these defensive backs when they're younger on offense. They've mm-hmm. done it with Caden uh, Stearns. Uh, they did it with. Um, pretty much all of their guys that have projected onto the defensive side of the football. Jalen Jones played a little bit of wide receiver. He actually played some last year as well um, before really settling in in the defensive backfield. But I think colleges are going to love his size, length, and athleticism uh, as a DB prospect. And he's been working out at these camps where these colleges have had a chance to see him, and that's why his offer list has kind of taken off. He camped at Texas A&M this week and earned an offer there. Uh, Steel, man, they just – Keep reloading yeah. down there in the San Antonio area. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think of the, especially the defensive back talent uh, oh, yeah. that they've been able to produce in in recent years. It's crazy. It's been really, really, it's been really, really talented. This is a guy who, um, who I think is, is going to be a name to know down there in San Antonio. Uh, Steele always has big time playmakers. Uh, finally, let's get to our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week is could also be a, a commit of the week. Yep. Uh, it's a uh, Dylan Robinson, the wide receiver out of Humble Atascacita, um, a guy who. Passes a lot of the eyeball tests. This guy is really, really impressive. Commits to Houston. Dana Holgerson doing work uh, in uh, in keeping keeping it local there in uh, in in H Town and gets a big one there in the Tuskegee wide receiver Dylan Robinson. And we really were forced to pick another commit for the recruit <laughs> of the week this year just because there were so many. And the reason why I wanted to select Dylan over a guy like Troy O'Meary who committed to Texas A and M or um, you know. Darren Stroops from Lancaster committed to Baylor, uh, and Jalen Lott from Hebron committed to UTSA. But mm-hmm. why I thought that this was significant um, was because of the fact that Houston and Dana Holgerson there is, is going to roll out 
some offensive weapons. We know that, and this is his first big commitment on offensive mm-hmm. weapon uh, in this class at Houston. He joins Kendall Seps as the first two commitments for Houston in the 2020 cycle for the Cougars. And Dylan was really, really good at our Next Level Athlete Showcase. As a matter of fact, coming into that, I really hadn't heard too much about him, but he's long and rangy, uh, but also twitchy. And that's a <laughs> that's a uh, it's a good combination of, of, good of com- fun words. To yeah, say. it's not a, not a description you'd want in any other line of work. Right. He's a he's he's a quick twitch guy who has the range of what you would think of as a if you were building a free safety on NC two uh, K NCAA two K fourteen you would kind of build a free safety like Dylan, but he catches the football like a receiver and he has quick twitch ability as well. Yeah, he is um, he's, he's a big-time playmaker, and I know Coach Craig Stump loves what he brings to the table down there uh, at Humble Atascacita. Uh, Dylan Robinson uh, commits to Houston. And, um, you know, I, that was one thing that when you talked with um, – that when, when you hear Dana Holgerson talk and talk about his recruiting philosophy, he's saying we're going to – Keep it local. We, like we we want to own Houston because he believes, I think rightly, that you can win big with guys just from uh, down there in the Houston area. I, I think he's right, and I agree with that. <laughs> I think if you can recruit um, Houston and then mix in Dallas, San Antonio, uh, New Orleans mm-hmm. with what you're doing there, and the JUCO ranks. I yep. mean, Houston's going to have to rely a little bit on recruiting a certain level of junior college talent. I think as well, and they were really adept at that at West Virginia. They picked up a lot of junior college guys who went on to the NFL while they were uh, while they were there. So I think that that is uh, – and Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State as well does a really good job of that. So I think you'll see them mix some junior college talent in. He's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Powers, appreciate your time. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be back next Wednesday, so let's do a show next Wednesday. Let's do it. Thanks, man. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package. Uh, The 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football will hit newsstands the first week in July. I believe if you become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider today, we should be able to get you a magazine before then. I've got to be very careful with what I say here because I, 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 I can't guarantee it, but I do believe that we should be able to get you a magazine before it hits newsstands. So, uh, TexasFootball.com slash insider. It's $19.95 for the first year plus shipping and handling uh, as well. At, and then it's $24.95 plus shipping and handling for the next year after that. Um, you get uh, a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com as well, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections, every Texas high school football game, premium podcasts like Tep and Step, our high school football insider podcast. Uh, you get uh, access to our digital archives, TexasFootball.com slash archives. You want to flip through the 1962 edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football? You can right now. Uh, you also also get um, access to our recruiting site, TexasFootball.com slash recruiting, uh, with great insights from our friends at Next Level Athlete and that man, Greg Powers. Uh, you also get the recruiting edition, the magazine mailed to you uh, first week in December. As I mentioned, 1995 plus shipping and handling for the first year, 2495 plus shipping and handling after that. Uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash insider. We're joined by Ishmael Johns. Oh, wow. What's up? Hi, Ish. The Hi. power of studio stuff. <laughs> you guys didn't even know. Um, hello. 
hey, we are up, man? we are here. It's two A day. Yeah. Here on Texas football today, mm-hmm. and we are talking about the smallest eleven man classification. Texas football two A day. Sorry. Can you, <laughs> guys, can you mute him? Can you mute him? <laughs> I'm, you know I'll mute you before I mute him. I, I appreciate that. That was a great, that was a great pun. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's 2A Day. Expanded rankings in Texas football in the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. The top 25 in each class, of a, in each division, rather. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, let's talk about the cover boy. The mm-hmm. cover boy was written by... Maximilian Thompson. That's right. Yeah. And you wrote about? Will Farr at Evadale. A uh, lot of fun talking to him. And uh, just, you know, I think we we get so – we were talking about the Seth McGowans of the world, mm-hmm. the Jace McClellans, right? And we were talking about the star power with the best teams in 2A and 3A the other day. And, and he's an easy guy to forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and he shouldn't be because he's like a six-foot-three horse of a running back mm-hmm. who just – destroys everyone yeah um couldn't have been nicer really enjoyed talking to him and uh and a, kind of a fun father-son story we, we wove in but i mean i think he's a great choice for cover boy uh and uh i'm, I'm impressed tepper kind of was like hey you know maybe this is who we should do in 2a and uh it wouldn't have been the first person that came to mind but i'm so glad it is the guy that we did uh he ran for almost 2400 yards last year in, mm-hmm. a, in a terrific terrific season and and um Kind of led Evadale, the, the Rebels, to a, to a fantastic year, in for another big year for Coach Mark Williams' squad. Uh, so uh, we were excited about uh, Will Farr. And then the 2A preview was written by our own Ishmael Johnson. Uh, yes. Uh, it was a lot of fun. What's it about? Uh, well, so I was thinking, all right, last year I kind of took the general approach with just like, what what, what is appealing about 2A football, right? Mm-hmm. The, it's the stereotypical shut down the town kind of level of the state. You can say that about 3A as well. Well, this year, there were a lot of coaching changes. <laughs> yeah, it was, and so I kind of took the 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 idea that in some cases, like Refuge and Mart, nothing mm-hmm. changed. Right, and they're going to be good. Uh, the coaches are the same, and we know what to expect from them. But in the same way, there are new teams rising to the top with San Saba last year, mm-hmm. and they also have a new coach, Grapelin, new coach, Wellington, new coach. Like, mm-hmm. and so there are a lot of teams at the upper tier or rising to the upper tier in San Saba's case changing coaches Mason as well mm-hmm. defending champ yep. um, and so I talked to uh, Andres Saguita at mm-hmm. San Saba I talked to Hoffman and uh, Herring as well as at Martin uh, Refurio but I also talked to Terry Ward at Grapeland mm-hmm. and so I talked to yeah so I talked to some staples of the of the classification as well as some new faces Terry Ward's not really a new face but he's a new face for Grapeland yeah sure um, yeah and I kind of got the mix of, I even asked Hoffman and Herring, uh, in some cases, especially Hoffman's, what's it like taking over a program that, uh, what, 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 I don't want to say advice or anything, but you had the experience of taking over a program at a high level. Sure. Right. right. And so what are the pressures of doing that? And both agreed, like, especially in uh, uh, San Saba's case, they made the right move in hiring from within. Yeah. Right. Mason as right. well. They said they did, they did the right thing. Right. I think both of those guys know what the program's about. Coach Aguide came in with... Um, Coach Fikach, uh, mm-hmm. when they when he first took the job, yeah. and he's seen that culture change as well, and so that that's what happened with overall. Hoffman, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Hoffman was hired uh, when Rusty Nell left. Yeah. yeah, he's promoted, and so yeah, so that was kind of the 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 flux that yeah. I that that, that I kind of saw in two way this year, and uh, all of them were really good to talk to. They all had some really good things to say about their teams. Obviously, uh, co- the one I'm really interested in is Coach Aguida at San Saba because he's really. 
he didn't mince words when he say that you know, when he said that this team is ready to go. Like yeah. this team returns a lot. They have high expectations. San Saba is a great community that's absolutely excited about their team now. Um, and so that's that's definitely they've definitely been the. Uh, Obviously, they're a team to watch, but after talking to him, I'm a little bit more excited to watch the Armadillos this it's, year. It's going to be a, another fun year there at the smallest classification. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I don't know, it's, it's uh, what I'm really excited about this, and we'll, mm-hmm. you'll see it in our rankings, is that, yeah, there's, there's the teams that, guys, there are some teams that you expect that are going to be really good. Sure. But I also think that we are... We're on the precipice of an uprising of mm-hmm. a bunch of other teams that have coaches who have been there for long enough now mm-hmm. that it's going to start to cook. Yeah. It's going to start to click, and and I'm really excited to see what happens in two A. So let's get to it. Our two A Division One rankings. Of course, you can find expanded rankings in the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which hits store shelves the first week in July. Or you can become a Dave, Tam- Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash insider, and we'll mail it directly to you. Let's start at number 10. Might as well start with, uh, how about we just start with the uh, with District 1? How about we just, <laughs> we'll just right off the top? The Stanett West Texas Comanches clock in at number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and this is a team that I think maybe people are overlooking a bit, and one of those teams that when I talk about guys, uh, teams that are on the rise, this is a program in West Texas that is mm-hmm. on the rise. The Comanches under Coach Stephen Flowers uh, have been fantastic. Seven starters on both sides of the ball are back. Uh, most lo- most notably, their defensive end, Caleb Lantelme. Uh, this is a team that I think could be poised for a big, big, big-time year. Keep an eye on their quarterback, Avian Cruz. they got to get out of a tough district. There's another team in their district that's ranked. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be very, very fun to watch. Keep an eye on uh, Stanette West Texas, the Comanches, clocking at number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number nine, the Tenahaw Tigers. Coach Robert Tamplin uh, takes over this program and uh, could be uh, they could be in for a very big year, I think, even with a new coach. I think that uh, with 12 starters back in the fold, a quarterback in Hayden Jenkins who threw for almost 30 touchdowns a year ago, uh, plus an outstanding wide receiver there in Eric Smith, I think that this is a Tenahaw team that uh, last year we know that they were pretty young. I think they are ready to take that big step forward there in what I think is a winnable Region 3. Mm-hmm. Tenaha starts the year number 9 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number 8, how about this for a district bunk mate? Mm-hmm. The Garrison Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Garrison is number 8 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, coming from that same district as Tenaha in District 11, 2A Division 1. Coach Larry Prince is ready to roll. Uh, after a district title last year, they bring back 12 starters, most notably Sebastian Porter. And I've got to tell you, Demarquay Foster has graduated, and he will forever be our funky president. But if Sebastian Porter wants to be our funky czar, I think we may be our funky prime minister. Our funky yeah. prime minister. I think that Sebastian yeah. Porter, if our you are... Maybe our funky governor. If you are yeah. unfamiliar <laughs> with him, the numbers he puts up are stupid. Almost yeah. 2,500 yards and 43 touchdowns rushing. Another 150 tackles. This guy's all over the place. Garrison is going... That garrison Hall game is going to be a war. Mm-hmm. And probably, arguably, depending on what you think of another team coming up here in a minute, could be the favorite in Region 3. Garrison, number 8 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number 7... 
How about the runner-up from a year ago, the New Deal Lions clock in at number seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football. We were so impressed uh, with what uh, Matt uh, Matt Hill and company did in 2018. We think they have a great chance to do it again. Now, they lose a key number of key pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, they do bring back 11 starters, but it's 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 almost none of the headliners. Mm-hmm. Right, they they lose Jet Whitfield. They lose who is that massive wide Blaylock. receiver? Blaylock. Yeah, DK Blaylock. They lose guys like that. That said, I I don't think this team's going away. And I think that when you take a look at Region One, they're going to have a great chance to get out of it again. New Deal starts year number seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number six, back to District One. Let's talk about the Panhandle Panthers. Coach Dane Ashley feels really good about his squad, and so do we. Eleven starters coming back from a regional semifinalist a year ago. Houston Heck, their do-it-all running back linebacker, will be back. Uh, he's going to help take the pressure off this quarterback, uh, this, this new quarterback in in Cason Jones, rather. Uh, no, not not Cason Jones. It's the other Jones boy. Uh, there's so many Joneses. Oh, Wesley Jones. Wesley Jones is probably going to step in at the quarterback spot for for Panhandle. Uh, this is a team that, again, does have some holes to fill, and I think that Region 1 overall is pretty wide open, but I do think that Panhandle is going to be a team to be reckoned with. They start the year number 6 in Dave... 7 in Dave Campbell. 6! I had it right. 6 in Dave Campbell's technical. <laughs> Trying to do too much. Number 5. Back to Region 3 we go, and the Region 3 champion from a year ago, the St. Augustine Wolves, start the year number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, First and foremost, pretty cool to bring back your whole offense. That's what St. Augustine does. Every starter is back. Most notably, uh, their their running back, T.J. Thomas Davis, and their quarterback, Delmarquise Barnes, they are back and ready to have that one-two punch for this hard-hitting, physical St. Augustine team. Uh, they are the regionals. Uh, they were a state semifinals a year ago, the Region 3 champs. I think they will begin the year as the f- team to beat in Region 3 once again. St. Augustine starts the year number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number four, the San Saba Armadillos are is. number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Even with a new coach in Andres Aguirre, I think that they are not going to uh, skip a beat. And, and you look at some of the playmakers they've got coming back, like Sean O'Keefe. Uh, like Eli Salinas, this is a team that I think last year was st- was the the hop and the skip, mm-hmm. and this could be the jump. Uh, I love what this team has coming back. I think that if they can improve on defense, it's always been a bit of a bugaboo for them. If they can improve on defense, uh, especially uh, you know because because you start looking at the, if, if they, or rather they can if they can keep their defense that they had last year and keep that rolling, mm-hmm. I think they've got a great shot to get out of Region Two once again. San Saba starts the year number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number three we go, and here's a spoiler alert. The top three are all in the same region. I bet you know which region it is. Let's start with the number three team in the state. The Shiner Comanches clock in at number three in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And look, this is a team that, of course, has plenty of pedigree. Uh, this is a team that, that I believe with um, uh, with their running back, Donye Taylor, back in the mix. Ten starters overall for Coach Daniel Bodecker, uh, taking over for Coach Stephen Cherney, who retired last season or after last season. Um, their defense coordinator steps in, and look, that's the bread and butter for Shiners. They want to play defense, and they want to run the ball with Donye Taylor. Uh, they run through a very difficult Region 3, but I think they're one of the best teams in the state. Shiner starts the year number three in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number two we go. It's the defending state champion Mason Punchers start the year number t- 
two in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, uh, the the state champion uh, from a year ago is ready to roll once again. Uh, Clay Clearner is going to be the guy to keep an eye on, the kind of the dotting the eye of that running game for Mason. Uh, they also bring back, of course, the de- defensive MVP from the state championship game in Sloan Stoltz that I know we have big-time expectations for. This is a guy in Sloan Stoltz that I think could be in for a big year. Even with a new coach in Michael McLeod, we think Mason's right back in the mix. Mason starts the year number two in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Which leads us to number one. I wonder. Oh. It's the Refurio Bobcats. <laughs> The Refurio Bobcats start the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football coach Jason Herring's squad, I think, is still stinging a little bit from last year's team. You talked with him yeah. uh, or uh, in, in that loss uh, to, uh, to, Sean, to Mason, to rather, Mason. Yeah. Uh, in a regional semifinal, I think, the, or regional final, rather. I think they feel like they, they could have had that one. They said <laughs> He says uh, that we've hit the weights harder than we've ever had since I got here. That is scary. Which is crazy because they no, they're known for their size and physicality. But he said he was so impressed with how Mason dominated the line of scrimmage against them that they don't want that to happen again. 14 starters back, including eight on offense, which I wonder if they're just going to keep rolling with that with the spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they, they, they tinkered with a, with a flex bone offense last year. I think they're going to keep with the spread. Quarterback Austin Ochoa and running back Isidro Mascoro. Uh, the defense uh, has six starters back. Refurio, it's easy to see why they are the number one team in 2A Division One in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, expanded rankings in the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football, which its newsstands the first week in July, or you can have it mailed directly to you at texasfootball.com slash insider. Let's go to 2A Division Two now, gentlemen. Um, and, you know, it was funny, because I was building the graphic for this mm-hmm. yesterday, and it's like, so I think there's a favorite. The number mm-hmm. one team in, in the state, which sure. we'll get to in a moment, I think is a favorite. I'm looking at the top 25. I think I could see the top 15 winning it. Really yeah. and truly. It's right. really, I, love, yeah. I love our number one team. I want to be clear. Right. But it's There's really, a lot of question marks. It's really deep. Yeah. It's a yeah. really deep year. Yeah. Let's start with number 10. How about a team that won a state championship just two years ago? It's the Munster Hornets start the year number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football coach. Brady Carney's team, look, they lose a fair amount. Okay, They lose Cody Walterscheid, uh, who's off to Oklahoma State. Uh, I feel like the defense is going to lead the way for this Munster team, especially early. Lane Trubenbach, uh, Trubenbach uh, and linebacker Zach Sanders leading the way. They, they need to figure out a little bit of offense, but they do have an outstanding quarterback, or wide receiver rather, in Danny Lutmer. Um, it, we got to know who's playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Munster, I don't think they're going away. You can you can really set your watch to a Brady Carney coach team. Munster start the year at number ten with Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number nine, the runner up from a year ago, the Groover Greyhounds are number nine in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Twelve starters back for Coach Terry Felderhoff's Greyhounds. Uh, most notably, Jalen Conyers, uh, who was that that star wide receiver they had last year. He is going to move to quarterback for the Greyhounds this year. Um, and they've got a, a number of other playmakers that they feel really good about. Uh, the defense could lead the way early while the offense tries to figure out exactly what pieces they have. Uh, but up there in Region 1, I think they're going to have a shot to make it out of Region 1 once again. Groover starts the year number 9 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number 8 from Region 1 to Region 4 we go. Number 8, the Burton Panthers. Jason Hottie, uh, leading the uh, leads his Panthers into 2019, coming off of a district championship in a regional semifinal appearance with 11 starters back, including Cash Callahan, their quarterback, uh, who's going to uh, take the reins, and he's got that kind of big playability that can break out. Look, they, they lost some key 
guys. Okay, they lost to Mondrick Winters, and guys like Demondrick Winters do not grow on trees. But I really love what this Burton team does have coming back. I think they've got a chance to once again get out of, uh, you know, make a deep run there in the playoffs, maybe even get out of Region 4. Burton starts year number eight in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number seven, it's the Wellington Skyrockets. Uh, Wellington starts the year number seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football. The new coach at the helm as Greg Prophet moves over from uh, uh, from Goldthwaite to take over uh, this program as Wade Williams retired after a long time. This is going to be a team uh, that I think has plenty of playmakers. Uh, uh, they have some rebuilding to do, especially on the defensive side. But I love what they've got in John Holcomb, a two-way star up front. Uh, I think they've got a number of... Uh, they, they're always going to have a little bit of size up there at Wellington. Skyrockets, if they can find a couple of game-breaking athletes, a couple of guys to tote the mail, I think Wellington's got a chance to be really talented. Wellington starts the year number seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number six... Well, to get out of that region, they're going to have to get past the Albany Lions. Coach Denny Faith, once again, is going to have an outstanding team. And I think that this is a team that uh, there's going to be a lot of attention paid to quarterback Ben West. And Ben West is great. But I do think that the reason that they could be really, really special is the defense. Seven starters back from this defense led by their defense flame and Tyler Beard. I think Albany's got a chance to be really, really good this year. We know they've got the pedigree. They know the road to mm -hmm. AT&T Stadium. You can't count, you can't, uh, you know, overstate that. If Albany has a defense... That's kind of wild. That's, that's going exactly, to be incredibly that's exactly uh, beneficial because right. they're known for... They're known for offense, and they yeah. got the quarterback back in Ben right. West. Ben uh, Albany starts the year number six in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To the top five we go. How about a bit of a wild card? The number five team in Dave Campbell's Texas football... The Grapeland Sandys start the year number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and I am buying stock in Grapeland. Get it? I really like what this team has coming back, especially defensively. Cooper Sheridan, their linebacker, plays like a man on fire. And, by the way, they got a state champion head coach taking over in Terry Ward, a guy who knows his way around a state championship. This is a team that I think has a chance to make that big-time step, uh, especially when they've got guys like B.J. Lamb who can play all over the field. I like this Grapeland team. They start the year number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number four, it's the favorite in Region 1, the Stratford Elks start the year number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And and look, even just looking from a from a fifty thousand foot view, I think it's easy to see why. This was a regional semi a regional finalist a year ago. It went eight and six, really peaked late. Um, and a team that brings back sixteen starters from last year's team, most notably Britt McQuitty and Luden Romero, kind of a one two punch in the running game. I think that this team has a chance to really capitalize on that run they made last year. I think they are poised to be a favorite in Region 1. Stratford starts the year number 4 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Into the top 3, back to Region 2, it's the Hamlin Pied Pipers start the year number 3 in Dave Campbell's Texas football and another team that I feel like you should buy stock in. A state quarterfinalist from a year ago uh, out, of, out of the regional final, and this is a team that is loaded, especially defensively. Austin Lozano uh, is back. So is Javon Williams, the defensive back. They've got playmakers who are just juniors in Jackson Cepeda and Braden Warner. I like this Hamlin team a lot, and I think they're ready to. I think they're ready for prime time. This team is loaded. They were a young a year ago. I think they're ready for prime time. Hamlin starts the year number three in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number two, 
It's the Falls City Beavers. Start the year number two in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Coach Britt Hart has a team that's loaded with experience and loaded with playmakers. Brady Lissy, their quarterback, is going to step in and be that guy. And I know there are going to be people who, who look around and say, oh, well, they lost their best player. You know, they, they, they lost their quarterback. Uh, I don't I don't think that's going to be a problem. Right. I think Brady Lissy is ready to step in. Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson was awesome. Keyshawn yeah. Johnson was awesome. That's yeah. nothing that's not yeah. to take anything away from yeah. him. But I think that Brady Lissy is going to step in and be that guy making that transition from running back to quarterback. And beyond that, Fall City is great when Fall City has a defense. Fall City's got a defense, y'all. Kevin Gendrush is back at the linebacker spot to lead the way. Bret Hart's got a squad, guys. They're the favorite in Region mm-hmm. 4. Fall City starts near number 2 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Which leaves just one team, the number one team in the state. You guessed it. It's already up. Oh, the Mart Panthers. <laughs> Mart's number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And I'll say this. I don't think they're a prohibitive favorite. I think they're I think mm-hmm. they're a favorite. I think mm-hmm. they're I think that they are, of course, the state champion. Uh, sure. the, the back-to-back state champion, the two-time defending state champion. They deserve that respect. Um, and they they will get Kyler Martin back. From everything we mm-hmm. hear, he's going to be healthy. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback he's spot. He's working to get back. Hardly mattered last year when right. they got into <laughs> Roger L. Freeman. Sure, just running yeah. the defensive end at quarterback. <laughs> who is a superstar as well. Yeah. I think Tony Sanchez is an underrated guy mm-hmm. for this Mart, def- Mart defense. And Mart is loaded. And beyond that, I think they got one of the best coaching staffs in the state. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, yep. what Kevin Hoffman has built down there is built to last. Yeah. Now, I will say last year, we started talking about Mart as a prohibitive favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they're that there's favorite more question marks. If it's, there's yeah, more, there's if you, more question marks, and I think the division's better. Yeah, that's true. And you talk to talking to Hoffman, he's not, you know, he, he doesn't mince words about them, their youth. Yeah, right. He says like, "Hey, we're going to be rolling." Because I asked him about the upcoming Refurio game. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, the tables are kind of swapped. Right, last year Refurio was the team probably a year away. This year, March the team that's younger going in against an experienced seasoned Refurio squad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You know, I'm going to be going down three hours away with a bunch of babies. You know, with a bunch of sophomores and some freshmen too. Right, like he's going to be playing a lot of uh, first year varsity players in." an incredibly challenging game. They play Franklin again, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, they're going to be tested so early and granted that could also pay dividends, getting them those lumps early. And then that by the time district rolls around playoffs roll around, they're ready to go and they're humming. So who knows? It, it's, it's going to be interesting. March starts year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football, but I think two, a division two. Um, and I think, I th- as you said, I think Kevin Hoffman would admit it. Mm-hmm. I think there are, I think there's a lot of teams out there that, that are good enough. Yeah. If things break, right. That they can that they can nip them, mm-hmm. and and I think that this is going to be a really really interesting year in two A Division two, and those are our top ten. Of course, expanded rankings in the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football hits newsstands the first week in July, or you can get it mailed directly to you at TexasFootball.com/insider. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Phil Vanny wants to know what time or what dates coaching school is. That's July 21st through the 23rd, my man. And I know what you're getting at, and we'll see if we can meet up. Uh, Daniel Agnew calling me out for not having for screwing up the cameras when uh, when Powers was leaving the room. Daniel, we've done this 769 times. Give me a break, man. Come on, <laughs> we're supposed to be, you're supposed to be my friend. <laughs> Uh, James Roof asked, when does the magazine hit the store shelves? You just said First that. week in July. Yeah. Ember Key says, I'm going to need Hank to be a lineman because the nickname Hank the Tank can't be wasted. Prayers for your trip tomorrow. Ooh. It will be fine. Or a go- I, or think, I think it will be fine, too. I yeah. want to be clear. Dad was a lineman. So. I think it will be fine. I was a lineman. A very bad lineman. But or a goal, a line, or a goal line running back. Hank, Fullback? Hank the Tank. Ah, Fullback? Hank the, yeah. Hank the Tank. I don't know. It's modern, edge, man. You got to get uh, yeah. uh, 
Tight end. Inline tight end. There you go. Look at that. Inline tight end. There we go. Get some hands. That'd be great. I'm okay with that. Where is he going to get the hands, though? Maybe mom can catch. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe I've never actually. Have you, have you randomly thrown a football? I don't think I've ever actually thrown it. Like, what if what if I just throw the football? And it goes poof, poof. Oh my god! Just, oh, wow. just wow. Odell's it right there. In your face. Wow! Just no big deal. That'd be great. That's funny. Uh, next one. Oh, Scott Lasky asked this question. It's been answered. Uh, so, some, uh, can someone tell me what the classes are like? I'm from Colorado. The yada yada. Mm. Uh, I just moved to El Paso. Everyone answered that, but I just wanted to say, Scott. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. We're happy to have you. Welcome to Texas High School Football. Uh, we're here every day at noon. Most days at noon. Let's let's be honest. We, we we're not here tomorrow at noon. Yeah, we're not here tomorrow. We, <laughs> or Friday or Monday. The, the summer's a little like patchy, but there's only so much to talk about. <laughs> we're here most days. Um, Alan Michael Tedder, has, uh, he, he's a Garrison fan, and he is he's very upset they're ranked number mm. eight. He can't believe that they're that low. And mm. I just want to say there's nothing more absurd than someone complaining about their team being in the top ten and saying it's not high enough. First off, the highest, the, the farthest Garrison has gone. Garrison's a good team. Yeah. The farthest they've gone is the regional semifinals, mm-hmm. I think, in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're ten and three last year, seven and six, six and five, five and six, four and six. That's that's going backwards. Well, okay. No, 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 no. What we're saying mm-hmm. is, they will be better than last year. We're mm-hmm. saying they yeah. theoretically, you're top eight, you're a yeah. regional semifinal. You know how hard you're, it is to punch re- into that top your three. Your regional finalist may be a state semifinal. Yeah, you know how hard it is to punch into that top here's, three in Division One. <laughs> so I just don't understand people being upset about that. Here's the bottom. Garrison's line. a great team. We're saying they're going to be better than last year. What's the problem? If you look at Region Three. Take San Augustine, take Garrison, mm-hmm. take Tenaha, mm-hmm. maybe take one more team who is in the top fifteen but not in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Right. Put them in a hat. Yeah. Pick one out. Yeah. That's how. That's really and truly. I I I, yeah. I don't think that Garrison is significantly better or worse than Tenaha. Right. And I also don't think they're significantly better or worse than San Augustine. They're right. all about the same. And so, uh, <clears throat> you know, like I said, pick them out a hat. Yeah. I, I mean, San, San Augustine. In my opinion, this is my thought. San Augustine has. Um, Pretty much as much coming back. In fact, I'm sorry. They have more coming back than um, than Garrison did. And they beat Garrison last year. Mm-hmm. My stance when we do the top tens at the beginning of the season is these are the ten teams we think have the best chance of making it to state. Yeah. Like, Agreed. and if you're upset about being lower on that list, there's no pleasing you. Like, and, that, It's just a ridiculous thing to be upset about. And, by the way... Go go make us look stupid. Yeah, like there's no and like screenshot this. I've got nothing. Yeah, I've seriously, got, I'm not like do it. I won't be upset if you make it. Right. Like that's great. I so I'd love to see Sebastian Porter at state. That'd be awesome. Yes, but our funky prime minister. People get so upset about this stuff. It just annoys me. It's so it's so silly. You want to debate it? That's fine. But like, really? Shut up. Uh, Paul Roberts, there won't be a drop off in defense uh, for sure at at uh, New Deal, and I believe him. I believe it. Yeah, I, I believe, believe it. Him. And 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 I think that um, and they're probably. I mean, it's them or Panhandle, and again, them Panhandle, and then I'm just gonna keep saying I think West Texas has something special. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's same thing. Uh, yeah. Put them in a hat, draw them out. I think that I think that that's the thing with two A Division two this year. Yeah, is or two A Division one rather is that I do think that there is Region four is of course the region of death, mm-hmm. but those other three regions. Man, I think it's a dogfight. Mm-hmm. I think that all three of those regions are dogfights. Uh, Caleb Beam's excited about your Sandys ranking. He says, watch out for those Sandys. Yeah. Uh, we would agree. That's why we're that high. Uh, Andrew Christensen says, if you guys had to bet the house on one of your number ones in any class winning a state title, who would you choose? My pick would be Pleasant Grove. Mm, yeah. I would say Grandview because they have so much back, but so does Malakoff. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say PG, although... I'm going Alito. Our 1A rankings is, I want to mention, ooh, Alito. I yeah. like that, too. Alito's a good pick, too. Um, I will say, 
our 1A rankings. We're not going to have a show, but I don't want to deprive you guys of the rankings. So we're going to we're going to post the graphics on social media tomorrow for 1A, and we're going to post the the, the graphics for private schools on. I'm sorry, Thursday, and then Friday we'll do private schools. So we will have the top tens up on our social media platforms, Facebook and Twitter. Just because we're not doing a show doesn't mean I want to. I don't want to hold it off till next Tuesday. That mm-hmm. seems dumb. So um, yeah. That's it. One more question before we go. We've run long anyway, but I, I do think this is a fun one. It's something to think about. Maybe we'll answer it next week. That'd be a good segment. Tony Blaylock, our man, TXHSFB, says, now that we've seen your top tens, what team outside your top ten in 11-man has the best chance to win a state title? We will tackle that on Tuesday. That's a ah. great question. I guess that's the sleeper show? That's a sleeper show. That's a sleeper show. All right, go ahead. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DTTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Greg Powers, Max Thompson, and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Tuesday. Texas Football Today.